listening to Tennessee Roads, recorded in the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome back to today's episode of Tennessee Roads Podcast. I'm Dusty, and I'll be your guide as we hitchhike through all the towns and communities that make up the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tennessee Roads Podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed last month's episode where we took a dive into our favorite family vacation spot, Indian Boundary in the Cherokee National Forest. Folks, if you haven't listened to that episode, be sure you jump back and listen to it. It's got myself, my cousin Jessica, and our dear friend Carlisle, and a little new addition to the family. Um... And we discussed all of our favorite things about our favorite vacation spot. So be sure you jump back and listen to that one. If you haven't, um, definitely do it. Um, Now, I know that um, in the last couple of episodes that we've had, we've really discussed a lot of the historical aspects of East Tennessee. Uh, Even last month when we talked about our favorite vacation spot, we did a lot of the historical aspect points of it. And we have focused a lot on um, East Tennessee. Now, I do want to take an opportunity in September on um, our episode for September 1st. At the current, we do have planned that we will leave East Tennessee and head up north to New York City. Uh, We are going to be discussing the topics of September 11th, 2001. Um, so I think that if you have a platform like this, we definitely should do that. But, you know, my cousin Jessica, who was on the last episode, you know, we talked back of it and, um, you know, she's a school teacher now. Um, and, you know, 9-11 wasn't a thing, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 9-11 either hadn't happened when she was born. No, 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 it was. But she was so young, she didn't remember it. So I definitely want to take an opportunity to reach out to folks, um, especially those of you that are listening from overseas. Hello. Um, I know that we've gotten some listeners in uh, the UK, um, in, I believe there was a couple in Australia and other places. So hello from around the world, if you're tuning in and listening. Um, But for this month and for today's episode, we are not going to focus on history at all. We are going to focus on the modern day. Today, I will be meeting with Jennifer Jonesy, who is one of the co-owners of CreepyCon Halloween and Horror Convention. We're going to discuss what it's like to own and put on a Halloween and Horror show here in Knoxville, Tennessee, and what it's been like through COVID. Now, before we jump to that, uh, I do want to take a moment to discuss this month's Small Business Spotlight. Since this month we are going to be doing a show on Halloween and horror, I find it only fitting that for this month's Small Business Spotlight, we focus on something else that is also Halloween and horror related. So that's why for this month, we will be showcasing Frightworks Haunted House. Now folks, Frightworks Haunted House in Knoxville, Tennessee is one of the scariest, most original, and most theatrical haunted houses in the Southeast. Thematic and interactive, it engulfs you in a tale of suspense, fun, and fright. Known for high-quality acting, detailed sets, elaborate special effects, and engaging storytelling, Frightworks Haunted House is a favorite Halloween season tradition for those looking for a frightful haunted adventure in East Tennessee. 
as the most popular haunted attraction in Knoxville, Tennessee. Frightworks offer, authors thrilling, fun, and safe ways to celebrate the Halloween season. Young and old will enjoy one of the scariest and exhilarating experiences of their lives at Frightworks Haunted House. Frightworks caters to Knox County and all of East Tennessee, including Knoxville, Oak Ridge, Lenore City, Maryville, Seymour, Sevierville, Pigeon Forge, and Gatlinburg, Talbot, Morristown, Carnes, Farragut, Clinton Halls, and Powell. Home, uh, home and open every fall in Powell, Tennessee for the Halloween season and for special events for Christmas and Valentine's Day. Frightworks is owned and operated by Rob Knowlton and consists of a small yet powerful year-round staff that prepares for the following season. Frightworks has volunteer and some possible paid positions available. You can contact them by selecting contact at www.frightworks.com. You can also follow them on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok by simply searching Frightworks Haunted House. All right, guys, so for this segment of the show, I am going to be joined by some uh, pretty cool cats. So this year, the creepiest show in town, it's back and it's bigger than ever. CreepyCon Halloween and Horror Convention will host what should be its fifth event. However, this will only be their fourth event as COVID-19 canceled the festivities in 2020, but the team had worked diligently to bring an even bigger and scarier show for 2021. So today I'm joined with Jennifer Johnsy, who is one of the co-owners of CreepyCon Halloween and Horror Convention. Hello, Jennifer. Hello, Dustin. How are you? I'm good. good. We are busy, busy planning for a great show. I know. That's what I hear. It's glad to see you out and about and being able to, to socialize. I know it's been a very busy year for everybody as we've been going on. So for my listeners, some of them are not going to know... What is CreepyCon? Ah, what is CreepyCon? Well, I'm going to give you a, a bit of history, if that's okay. Yes. Um, the, my partners and I are all in the haunted attraction industry. So Halloween and haunted attractions, haunted events mm-hmm. have been part of our lives for as long as I can remember. I know myself personally more than 20 years. Oh, so, wow. yeah. And then I started, I got into the event planning business about 10 years ago and sort of came up with an idea of a Halloween convention after going to a huge trade show in St. Louis. I was like, you know, this would be something really neat to have, but Mm -hmm. maybe less trade show, but more fan and enthusiast show. So I came up with the name CreepyCon and I searched online to see if it was available because I was like, surely to goodness, someone has thought of this already. Oh yeah, No. I mean, there was one in a foreign country, but there was nothing here. So I immediately bought the domain name, tried to put together a show that year Mm -hmm. and just no one bit it just was not people people just didn't get it they weren't Mm -hmm. excited about it and then finally i think it sat there for three or four years oh wow and then finally by the fourth year i was like you know what i don't care if anybody likes it or not i'm doing it and so i did and i had met um some wonderful people that helped me put together events so you know you can't do something like that by yourself so we did that and as soon as we put it out there or as soon as i made the event public it was just 
people were sharing it like crazy and liking it. And this would be on social media mm-hmm. at that time on Facebook. And I was like, well, okay. I mean, in 24 hours, there were like 500 likes, okay, which was kind of a big deal for something that had just been out. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, well, maybe there's something to this. We'll keep going. Because I thought if I put it out there and it flops, well, we won't do it. So we had our first event. It was a one-day event. Mm-hmm. And people just loved it. It was so much fun. We all loved it. Because mm-hmm. it was it was part of who we are and what we do and what we're passionate about. And we know that Halloween is a, what is it, a $10 billion a year industry now. So, I mean, and even at that time, it was still steadily growing. So it's like there has to be financial here, but also fun. So. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I've actually, I've been fortunate enough to participate in CreepyCon all the years that it's been going on and it's been a blast. I remember seeing it from the very first year. Now, the, the very first year that you held it, you held it in the Knoxville Convention Center mm-hmm. at the Sun Sphere, correct? Um, it was actually, um, yes, yes, at the Sun Sphere in downtown Knoxville. Okay. And it was a one night event on a Friday night. I think it was five hours, like seven to 10 or 7, 8, mm-hmm. 9, 10. Oh, I don't remember. 5 to 10, something like that. It was like five hours. Yeah, I remember. And yeah. you had, there were people coming in the door yeah. like 30 minutes before the show was over. I remember mm-hmm. seeing people coming in as I was getting ready to leave. It was just, it was, yeah. it was crazy. And so it had it grown from a one night event that first year. Mm-hmm. And then walk us through how was year two? You know, I'm trying to remember. So year two, when I realized that this was a good thing, mm-hmm. um, year two expanded. I think. I can't remember if it was three days off the bat or not. I honestly, I honestly can't remember, but um, it was more than one day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause we knew it was like, okay, this is, this is good. So we stayed at the convention center and grew it to a bigger show. Okay. And it was almost too big. Like it was still well attended, but it was almost too much space for a baby convention. Mm-hmm. So we learned a lot that second year. And then um, the third year, we moved it to another venue um, that was a little more conducive to the theme of our convention, free parking, mm-hmm. lots of room. And it's sort of this uh, rustic looking, almost look like a bomb shelter. I think some people have said it looks uh, maybe. Yes. And this <laughs> is for those of you that live in and around Knoxville, they're familiar. What we're referring to is the Jacobs building at Chilhowie Park. Um, and that is, I think that's a fantastic building for you guys to be in. I know the show looked absolutely beautiful. You had that wonderful balcony, so you had a two-story element. You had entertainment going on upstairs as well as downstairs. It was mm-hmm. it was very interesting and very. It was a it was an interesting look. I don't, mm-hmm. know, how to, I don't know how to scrap it. It's it was different. a creepy. It was a creepy look. It was a creepy look. <laughs> yeah. It just seemed to fit what we were doing a little bit better than a kind of a stark white convention hall. Yeah. Of Halloween brings a whole lot of color and horror brings even more. So mm-hmm. we made it, you know, we made it look really good, I thought. Yeah. Now, one mm-hmm. of the things that I personally have always loved about CreepyCon is you guys, you don't seem to be like you're not, you're not a trade show. You're not necessarily just a, a, a Comic-Con. You're like a giant mesh of people in costumes, entertainment. You've got vendors. You've had celebrities throughout the year. I, I did, uh, remember one year you had Naomi Grossman, who has played, I believe, multiple characters mm-hmm. on the hit TV, or, yeah, TV, yeah, hit TV show, American yeah. uh, Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Um, so what has that process been like creating what CreepyCon is. How has that been for you guys? I think one thing, just being an event business, you have to find a way to be different. You know, Mm -hmm. there's so many conventions out there and we never intended to copy 
or reproduce anything. You know, CreepyCon was born on its own. I mean, there are there are horror conventions, but I've never seen a Halloween and horror convention. So the basis of these conventions is the same. You bring in the celebrities, the people stand in line, they pay money to mm-hmm. meet these people and get their autographs. And I was like, you know, for me personally, that's not fun. You know, mm-hmm. Halloween and horror to me is is uh, performers and decorations and masks and costumes and creepy jewelry and creepy clothes. And I mean, it's just so many things that encompass that genre, you know, Mm -hmm. and with the celebrities, I faltered a little bit, you know, at first I thought, okay, you know, this is really something we need to do because people are always asking, well, who's coming, who's coming. So I did kind of fall a little bit into that. And, but I was very limited in what we did have. It wasn't all about celebrities. I thought, you know, it's really cool if you have a couple people, you know, but, um, learned a lot about booking guests and how expensive it is and how much stuff they want. And then also in the same time, you got to learn about your audience. You know, you got to mm-hmm. learn about what your audience wants. And with a baby convention like that, I mean, we just didn't know. I mean, I didn't know. I was really listening and paying attention to what they liked and what they didn't like. So we decided that, um, that guests were never going to be our, our, like first and foremost like other conventions are you know you other, mean celebrity yeah like uh, what <laughs> no. would you call it a fan convention yeah creepy con is not a fan convention of celebrities creepy con is a fan fans of halloween and horror yeah so yeah so we have to remember that what we're appealing to is a huge genre of interest. It There's so many layers. I mean, mm-hmm. you know that. There's oh, so yeah. many layers from cute little pumpkins and candy corn all the way to The Exorcist. I mean, it's just like one, you know, you have to, I really believe you have to kind of super serve all your audiences to make everyone happy. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So what, um, I know, so you guys had geared up, you'd moved to the Jacobs building. You guys had had, I believe, um, you know, the best year we'll say because every year had been your best year you continue to grow (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so when when i attended the show at the jacobs building it was wall-to-wall vendors and entertainment you had entertainment upstairs entertainment downstairs you guys were gearing up for 2020 we were getting ready you were getting ready to hold yet again what was going to be the biggest year for creepy con (laughs) and then we had this worldwide pandemic and (laughs) <laughs> I think you guys, you, you really held on, I, I, if I'm not, if I remember correctly, and you guys had plans in place, you were going to try to hopefully be able to do the show, but it just got to a point where you knew that that wasn't going to be possible. So what mm-hmm. was that like? And what has this whole last year been like to get ready for, the, you know, the country reopening and mm-hmm. us being able to have a show like this again? You know, we've had multiple conversations about this. You know, never in my life have I quit anything because I was forced to be, you know. like, And so we really were trying to continue and keep going because I think us, just like the rest of the world, we were like – what is this? You know, like, Mm -hmm. is this real? Is it going to go away in a month? Nobody, I don't think, really truly anticipated the length of the sickness. And Mm -hmm. with our event being in summer, I think, you know, the uh, doo-doo hit the fan, I guess. (laughs) What was it? Like March 15th, everybody was like, you know, everything shut down, right? Mm -hmm. Well, then, you know, we were kind of just 
doing and watching and, and with ours being in summer and then the numbers really just started to go crazy. And we just knew, I mean, we knew there was no way, not only would we not be allowed to have it, mm-hmm. there was no way we could have it, but we knew it was not right to try to have it. It was just not, not okay. And the venue truly, I think was the final, the final straw. I mean, just mm-hmm. all of the restrictions that we would never be able to, make the money back that we would have spent to put it on yeah. with the restrictions that were put on us. So we changed, you know, like a lot of people were going to virtual events. Mm-hmm. And so we started down that path. And I don't know about my business partners, but for me, I just, I couldn't connect with it. I just couldn't. I couldn't not only in putting on a virtual event, but I did not personally enjoy virtual events, whereas mm-hmm. other people did. I tried. I tried to watch them. I tried to get into it. And it was, to me, it was just like watching a boring tv show i just wasn't into it yeah i I definitely know where you're coming from that i I had that opportunity when it came you know when covid first hit and all the entertainment that i was doing Mm -hmm. went to virtual it just it's it's the same way i explain to people they said you like football do you like the balls and i said oh i love them if i'm at neyland stadium right if i'm not physically there watching it and can feel the vibrations of everything happening around me i could care less yeah so. yeah and the same way i definitely feed on the emotion and the energy of an event and so i think i just could not connect with it and we did have some vendors on board and then we just decided we just couldn't we couldn't get enough participation mm-hmm. and we just decided that was not going to be the best way. And in fact, uh, Brad, one of the partners said, you know, if we're going to do this, it needs to be done right. You yeah. know, and doing it virtually is not the right way to do an event like CreepyCon. So, so we made a decision not to do that. Now, switching back into this year and preparing, I think we kind of had this, we're doing it no matter what, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of thing, because especially with us being a young convention, we had really just started building momentum. I mean, it had mm-hmm. momentum from the get go, but it was doubling, you know, and it was like, ah, and so we had to stop right when we were in our biggest time. And so it's very important that we come back with a great show this year. But I'll admit, I mean, I've struggled a little bit because mm-hmm. not only did the pandemic sort of kill the event business mm-hmm. and all of that, but even our personal lives changed so much, oh, you yeah. know, going to more of a sedentary lifestyle, not going anywhere. So not only did we have to kind of change back to the people we were before the pandemic, but also then get that energy back when it comes to building an event. And mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to speak for my business partners, but I believe they feel kind of the same way. It's just sort of like this, it's almost like you just can't get to that same momentum. But now that the um, event is close, I think, you know, we're getting a little more excited and, and the vendors are excited and the people are excited and you're seeing people go out to different events and they're well attended and people are just glad to be back out and around each other. So I think we all feel pretty good that, that it'll be a great show. Awesome. Now, so this episode we're airing on August 1st, which mm-hmm. is 20, is it 20? Tw- uh, the first event date is the 20th. So is the 20th. So rough, right, yeah, roughly 20 days out. Mm-hmm. Um, the event will start August 20th and run through... The 22nd. Through the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, you... <laughs> you're, going. you're gonna be very busy uh for these next couple of weeks yeah. moving forward so what does this year look like what does CreepyCon 2021 look like well we are really excited we um teamed up with brainchild creative um from the get uh the get-go as a matter of fact i think it was my first event um they made this really cool 
hand. Maybe it was the second year. This really cool hand that was mm-hmm. like a photo op. Um, yes, I remember the hand. Beautiful yeah. hand, yeah. And you see a lot of their work um, in downtown um, Pigeon yeah, Forge. For, for and... our listeners, for those of you that don't know, Brainchild Creative uh, is a local to East Tennessee. Is, is, is it a fab, fabricating? Company? I guess it's a prop shop. Prop fabric- shop, yeah. So they make a lot of things that you see for the city of Gatlinburg, the city of Sevierville. Dollywood ha- uh, hosts some of their more intricate designs. Mm-hmm. Really, really amazing company. Helps impact the the Smoky Mountain economy as well. So they're a part of CreepyCon. What are yeah. they doing something for you this year? They it- are. Oh. So they, well, last year they made this amazing um, clown uh, stage backdrop. I was like yes. a facade. I mean, yes, it was really yes, cool. The main stage. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. And so the performers and everybody would come out through the mouth of this giant clown and it was super cool. Um, so this year, uh, we're not going to reveal what that is going to be. You Ooh. will need to come to CreepyCon Ooh, to see this it. this is exciting. But I assure you, it is going to be really cool. That's awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for that. I've seen a lot of their work. I really love their work, so that's really exciting to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I mean, who else? What, what, what all we got so going on? So, we have um, some celebrities from Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming. Okay, so like, okay. I, like I mentioned, we try to really focus on like a small amount of people mm-hmm. that are th- with our theme. Okay. So yeah. you're not going to have uh, some random person. So we have a couple of uh, the Leatherface uh, performers that are coming and okay. a couple of actors in it. We've got a director and one of the, the prop designers from oh, wow. cool. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1, 2, and 3 oh, wow. will be represented there this I didn't year. Realize there were three. Yeah. Oh, wow. I know. Well, and then you learn something uh, new every day. Isn't there a new? No, there's Leather. So there's Leatherface. Yeah. Le- maybe that's what that was. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, I think, was called Leatherface. Uh, forgive oh, me. I, okay. <laughs> to me, it's a part three, but I think officially the title is gotcha. Leatherface. Gotcha. Yeah, so very excited about that. And then we have um, uh, Tinderbox Circus Sideshow coming. They are a sideshow performers. And then we have our Monster of Ceremonies, Chris Bell, who in itself, every time he comes out on the stage, is his own unique performance. He he really yes. is truly one of the best MCs I've ever seen and we just really have bonded with him and he's really just been so wonderful to have and the crowd loves him. And we have a zombie beauty pageant. Oh, interesting. And we have um, our costume contest. We have a scream queen competition and, and uh, the scream queen is really a lot of fun. Now, obviously it's loud um, as it should be, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but it's really a lot of fun um, because there's things that happen to, invoke the scream that are very entertaining right it's not just like a bunch of girls up there screaming on the stage there's other things that go along with it so so that's really fun and then just an absolute ton of amazing vendors like the list of vendors that we have you know taxidermy we have tattoo artists we have uh, authors and prop makers like a big thing is too with it being August it's sort of a people say why do you do this event in August you know Mm -hmm. why would you do that well mentally and and if you'll notice you go to those retail stores the Halloween stuff is coming out all right Mm -hmm. once you get to August 1st there's a shift in your mindset and people are looking forward to fall and planning for fall and there's more than football in the fall (laughs) here in East Tennessee (laughs) yeah I know what so um so that's really what part of the reason we have it in August is um we don't want to compete with all the other bazillion things that are happening uh, in September and October. Plus, we all work for a local haunted attraction and we're very busy in the month of October, Mm -hmm. as are most of our vendors. I mean, that's their one of their busiest times of year. They're not available to come and set up at a trade show and show you what they have because 
they're doing what they do for yeah. a living during the month of October. And also our guests. I mean, we really want to get the the whole season started and get everybody excited and, and stuff like that. So you can come and plan your Halloween costume from the shoes to the mask to the makeup. I mean, it's all there. You know, yeah. if you're a prop maker, we've got a lot of people coming and bringing props and prop supplies. So uh, it's very, it's really, truly Kind, not not trade show, but there's a little trade show aspect because mm-hmm. a lot of the haunted attraction owners come to get some of their masks and props and things. Yeah, that's right. I remember seeing last year, as soon as you'd come in the front door, there was some, some masks. I don't remember what that company was, um, but I, I remember um, seeing them. And then there was... I think there was VR, mm-hmm. uh, virtual reality. Yeah. Um, and it was great because it was like you could walk down an aisle and then on each end of the building there was entertainment. I believe upstairs there was a, a stage play that went on at one point. Yeah. Uh, there was wrestling. Mm-hmm. There was aerial arts. I mean, there was all sorts of interesting things and it was woven mm-hmm. in between all these vendors. So you could shop and then yeah. entertain a little bit and then you could go over and see pedal java and get you some coffee and then <laughs> and then mi- migrate back over and visit with some um yeah. some movie stars so that's yeah. that's interesting i i believe that we've done a really good job giving a little bit of everything you know that's important to me when i go to a trade show i want to see everything there is to see mm-hmm. you know i don't want just one thing you know and so that's something that halloween and horror you cannot put that in one box mm-hmm. you know it it would, it would never work it's just so big and vast so there's there's just a lot and i mean it's endless possibilities you've Mm -hmm. got you know cars that are that fall into that genre you've got Mm -hmm. um her her shows you can do i mean there's literally so much that creepycon can continue to be Mm -hmm. as the years and years go on and i think i speak for myself and probably a good amount of my friends when i say it's it's always exciting to see and hear when creepycon is coming back to town (laughs) so i'm super excited so again what are our dates times ticket prices what is all that need to know information well the first thing you need to know is that our website is creepycon.com so super easy um we're august 20th 6 to 10 August 21st, 11 to 8, and August 22nd, 10 to 5. And tickets are $25 for a one-day pass, or you can get $45 to come all three days. Okay. And that's all day. I mean, you're in and out as many times as you want to with with those tickets. and then With the v- free parking, right? With free parking. With free parking. Yes. Oh, that's nice. We like that free parking. And then our VIP passes, which are limited, are $100. And okay. the, the VIP, it's a really cool, um, you get a special bag and lanyard mm-hmm. you get an official CreepyCon t-shirt oh, wow. uh, you get all kinds of different gifts and prizes in the bag and you get special tickets like we have a, um, they're doing a triple feature of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre at um, Central Cinema which is a local okay, theater yeah. that runs the Knoxville Horror Film Festival so that's an opportunity that's going to be on Saturday August 21st it also includes a ticket to the official CreepyCon after party Ooh. which will be at the new concourse location oh that's uh, so awesome they've moved and they should be ready to go and even if they're not we're still coming <laughs> <laughs> i hear that i hear that everybody's ready to party yeah yeah for sure so there's a lot of things that we try to build in additional experiences so i mean we really want CreepyCon to be a whole weekend of fun we want people to come and stay the whole weekend for a variety of reasons obviously mm-hmm. it helps our convention it helps our vendors it helps the economy in uh in knoxville and that's important to us too so we have a lot of goals here yeah that was actually something i was just getting ready to bring up as well i was going to ask you um 
or to kind of talk about a little bit about the economic impact at East Tennessee. Here at Tennessee Roads, one of the biggest things that we like to focus on is the economic impact that our topics can bring or do bring into this area. And this is something that I know, speaking to vendors that you've had at your show, some of them come from one, two, three, if not even farther states away. Well, technically, you've had people coming all the way from California at this point with with some of the people that you've brought in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, not only are you helping the economy of just East Tennessee when it comes to the hotel rooms, the the Mm -hmm. jobs that we're giving to folks at the convention center, Mm -hmm. the food and beverage staff that Mm -hmm. they have in, um, but you're also helping to provide help to the economies across the country Mm because these folks are having to travel through all of that. So that's that's a great thing. And just to think of the the economic impact that this show alone can bring Mm -hmm. to East Tennessee in, I'm going to say probably a five- day if not more impact because your Mm -hmm. show's three days and then you've got the day before the day after you have all these vendors that are here in this area so it's a great Mm -hmm. thing so i think i can speak for east tennessee at knoxville when Mm -hmm. we can say we're grateful to have a show like this of this caliber to bring such an impact to the area and to bring something that everyone can love and enjoy um I think, I, think, yeah, I think it's great. One of the things that I want to make sure is understood, you know, people that love Halloween and horror, okay, mm-hmm. we are an interesting group of people, uh, eccentric, um, creative, loving. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, you, yes. have, we've had more fun at this convention than anything else because the people that come to CreepyCon, they know what they like. They are happy to be around like-minded people. It's like, I can't tell you how many people came up and said, it's so nice to do an event with my people. Mm, You know, mm -hmm. when I say that, it's open to everyone. Everyone is welcome at CreepyCon. But it's like a big family because there's so many people just that are like-minded. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I love that movie. You know, you're wearing that t-shirt or something like that. And you just bond over this, this similar interest, you know, and... I know some people have said with with CreepyCon, they're like, is that like going to be like a bunch of freaky people? <laughs> and so it's like, no, really, no. I mean, we've had families come with their kids mm-hmm. and their costumes and, you know, they're just people who love Halloween and horror. So Yeah. And I mean, I think the same goes for just the Halloween and horror genre. You know, a lot, a lot of people will get that questions. A lot of the these owners around here from the haunted houses and everything. And it's it's always been funny. And one of the ways I've always explained to my friends, my family, people that I don't know when they ask, you know, what it's like, <laughs> I say, I work with people and I go to these things with these people that get up to, and they, they get up. They go to work in the morning at their big corporate office. They get up on Sunday mornings and they go to church mm-hmm. or they get up on Sunday mornings and they might not go to church, right. but they're just such an amazing group of people. I think one of my favorite memories of CreepyCon is just having people come up to me and saying, oh my God, can I take a picture with you? Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. And, and, and then I realized, oh, you're dressed up as the character from this video game that I absolutely love. Uh-huh. And they get excited because they're like, oh my God, no one else realized who we were. Like, because <laughs> it's such a niche video game that I was playing. And yeah. it's just, it's a fun, fun group of people mm-hmm. um, that from all walks of life, I think. And that, that's one of the things I think that it's what makes this genre so much fun. Yeah. It's amazing. You can feel the energy. I mean, you walk in there and there's just this real positive vibe. You know, it's just a just a very exciting. That's like one big three-day party. 
Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. So, okay. So we have discussed the past. Mm-hmm. We've discussed the present. Mm, okay. What would your hopes and dreams be for the future? Well, I believe that it is important to us to share CreepyCon with some other areas. So East Tennessee is always first and foremost for us. Uh, We live in Knoxville. Our families are in Knoxville. So it's important to us. But we... We want to share CreepyCon with other places, and we've been asked that multiple times. When are you going to bring it here? You should do CreepyCon there. You know, so I, I would say expansion would probably come next in the form of a second show. Awesome. Um, yeah. I don't want to say the when yet, and mm-hmm. I don't want to say the where, because all of that's being discussed. We have to consider the fact that two of us work full-time jobs that are insane. Um, I have a son, a young son at home. So, I mean, there's just so many things that we have to kind of consider time-wise. We want to make sure that if we do add a second show, that it is top notch and to the caliber that people have expected uh, have come to expect from us so um, but I think we're ready I think we're ready to take that next step will it be next year or the next year I'm not sure that is awesome I love to hear that that's that's so great to hear that you guys are hoping to look into doing something like that one of these days I think it's a fun genre that you guys have locked on to here it's a fun show that I know thousands of East or Thousands of people love to go to every year. So mm-hmm. we look forward to the future and, and seeing what might happen there. <laughs> Thank you so much. And, and really the, op- the opportunities, the options are endless. They really are. So I'm really excited about the future. There is no end in sight. It's just this big open door. You just got to walk through it. So. Awesome. Well, before before we hop off here, I'm going to say, um, tell people to check you guys out. Obviously, your website, Facebook is a great place to connect as yeah. well. I know all of the... Uh, I think most of the events and competitions that you guys have are listed on your website, on Facebook. You've got multiple Facebook events out there for each individual things that are going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So real quick, we'll go dates, times, and tickets again one more time. Okay. CreepyCon.com. Dates are August 20th. That's Friday, 6 to 10. Saturday, August 21st, 11 to 8. Sunday, August 22nd, 10 to 5. Tickets are 25 for one day, 45 for the full weekend, or the VIP pass for 100. Awesome. Well, Jennifer, thank you again so much for joining us here on Tennessee Roads. Thank you for having me. Guys, thank you all for tuning in. As I always say, until next time, remember to stay safe and stay educated. Don't forget that next month we will be taking a very special trip out of East Tennessee, and we will be taking a look at the historical events of September 11th, 2001. Until then, again, stay safe and stay educated, friends. <laughs>